Hey guys, Duncan here. I'm going to talk about walking the line. Now, I don't even know what that means to be honest, but it's in this great movie uh, about Johnny Cash. Uh, the main is played by Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon is in it as uh, Johnny Cash's kind of long time singing and romantic partner. Uh, I forget her name, but anyway, there's, there's this scene in there like at the very, very beginning of Johnny Cash's career. He's, he spent some time in the um, Air Force, I think, you know, strumming around playing um, his guitar. He's come back to civilised life, got married. Um, I think, you know, he and his wife have a baby. Maybe they've got a couple of babies or something. And he's working as a salesman. He's like, you know, and this is the 50s, I guess. Um, maybe it's the 40s, I don't know. But it's, um, yeah, it's sort of post-war America. So it's probably the 50s. Um, but he's, he's got this baby and he's working as a salesman, but his heart's just not in it. He, he, he doesn't want to be a salesman. He wants to sing. He wants to write songs. And he's got a, a little band going and they're kind of singing, um, you know, the, obviously the flavour of the day, these gospel songs. And so it's him and, and two others. And, you know, there's a, one of them's on a, a bass and the other one... I don't know what he's doing, playing the violin or something, I can't remember, but uh, anyway, like they're getting together each weekend, sitting on the porch, practicing their gospel songs, oh no, my Jesus, but they're not feeling it, they're not, um, they just think that's what the audience wants to hear, that's what the marketplace wants at that time, and but every day is pressing up against this desire, like, oh, I hate being in sales, you know, he's got that classic 1950s salesman look walking around with a suitcase of demonstration product or whatever that he's going door to door, I don't even know, but he hates that. He wants to be in the music industry, wants to write songs, and he walks into, uh, there's uh, Phil Spector, who was a big icon and uh, the Simon Cowell of his day, I guess, you know, he produced a lot of big name stars. Um, release a lot of records Phil Spector has a recording studio in his town and he goes in there one day and manages to convince Phil Spector um, gateway to the stars um, to give him and his band a bit of a shot he wants to oh let me show you what we can do let me show you what I can do and uh, so this guy agrees and so Johnny Cash the Johnny Cash trio whatever they are set themselves up and start singing this gospel song and they get like a few minutes into it and um, this bigwig's just like stop 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 and Johnny Cash is like well why do you want me to stop sorry it's so dark but you know it's dark um, why do you want me to stop and he's and this guy says well I just don't believe you I don't believe you like you're, you're singing about God, Jesus saving you and, you know, you're going to that good old homeland. But I just don't believe you. He said, what, what would you sing? You know, if you knew your time was come and you had the chance to sing one song, what would you sing? And Johnny Cash sung to him, uh, Fulsome Blues, Fulsome Prison Blues, if I remember correctly. 
and they got signed because it was heartfelt and it was real and it was moving and it was believable they signed them and uh, you know he went on to be a huge big movie star or whatever but there, there was just this great thing and he had one of his songs was I Walk the Line and I don't even know what that song was about but you know I guess for me when I, I think of Walk the Line I think of that story I think of that movie I think of Johnny Cash daring, having the courage to look beyond what he thought the world wanted from him and instead just served the world and gave out to the world what God created him to do. That was the critical difference. In that moment, when he stopped trying to find out what do people want, so I can give it, so give them that. He said, "This is this is what I've got. This is all I have. That's real. That's me." And and the world loved it. And then we got Johnny Cash. So there's a second part to this. Um, we're coming up to our 5:50, so. I'm going to acknowledge there's the 550 mark there and now I'm going to talk about the second part if you want to see it um, later you know to come back at 550 so the second part then for me is you know if if walking if that's what walking the line is I had a conversation with a guy today about uh, it's a business conversation around signature solution and you know, in, in sort of regular business parlance, parlance, that means, you know, what's the, what's your unique kind of product or service that you're bringing into the marketplace that's, you know, nobody else has created. This is your IP. This is going to uniquely solve problems for people like nothing else has solved problems before. That's kind of the superficial idea of, of what that signature solution is. But this conversation with this person today, um, really kind of drove home that it's a bit deeper than that it's what God created you uniquely to do or me or Johnny Cash his signature solution was uh, this kind of soulful uh, sort of slightly anarchic kind of music and style and lyrics and, and the poetry of what he had to say that's that's what he could offer the world and there was there were people who needed to hear that and so you know I've, I've been I've been pushing up I've been looking in the wrong place to a certain degree for some of the magic that I want to take out there into the world this goes to the heart of the conversation I had last night about wholeness and and the tension between sort of the, the business and and then you know my relationship with Instagram and the people who who follow me here. Um, 
all 67 of you. Go team. Um, you know, I guess the... Uh, when I look at what I've been doing over on LinkedIn and trying to build the, the right kind of product for that marketplace, which is nothing wrong with what I've created and what I do, but my ability to integrate myself into that solution is limited by the fact that it's market-driven, not soul-driven. It's not coming from my heart. The reasons why I'm doing it come from my heart, but there's no obvious heart connection for people into what I'm offering out there. So when I think about it, my signature solution, which I, th I thought was, um, you know, a strategic roadmap for structuring, optimizing, uh, reaping rewards from a business, this, this whole kind of systematic process and everything, that's not the solution. You know, I wear a shirt with dissatisfied printed on the back with symbols of adventure and thrill-seeking and life and exuberance and daring and courage and exploration on the front. It's the yin and the yang, the life and death. You know, my signature solution really is when I have conversations with people, I'm talking about, let's go for a perfect death. A perfect death is one in which when you reach the end of your life, that, that final moment can be embraced as the last great experience of that life. Because you can go in peace knowing that you've lived, loved, fought, laughed, etc. For the entirety and to the fullest extent of your being. That's perfect death. But that's, that's hard to take into the marketplace. But then we can play with that language, I suppose. You know, because the flip side of that is the courageous life. I know more than I know business how to live a courageous life. And the whole reason I wanted to start Profit Society is because a courageous life is the mechanism. Uh, sorry, that, uh, a courageous life can best be lived when you have control of your time and you have control of your income. When you're the, the beginning of that courage is stepping outside the security of your employment to pursue greatly um, what lies beyond. So that's a big share, but um, and it's two of my 550s, but I hope you'll enjoy that. Cheers.